Hello, everybody. I am Uncle Liz, and I'm joined today with SG3. What's going on, guys? It's me, it's me, it's SG3. And I also have on the other side of the line, Tony the Kid. That's right. Back in the business. What's up? Yes, just so feeling better. A lot better, yes. He doesn't have laryngitis anymore. Not no, no, not at all. Not no more. And this is wrestling news. Which one did get? <laughs> yes, guys. Like like Uncle RJ said, this is wrestling news. So today we're going to dive into some stuff. We got uh, WWE releases Kane Velasquez, which we all thought was going to happen anyways. Uh, WWE releases Curtis Axel. Kind of figured. Uh, Vince McMahon maybe looking. Well, he was still with the company. <laughs> I, but but the, that's true. But you also got to look at it. It's yes. like when they release him, it's like, oh, he's still there. Of course. Well, then, yeah, of course you're gonna release him. Sure, why not? Waste save some money he, somewhere. Actually, you know what? Hold on. Let, 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 give me give me a second there. Actually, I thought they would have kept Kane. Kane. I thought they would have kept Kane. You think so? Why? Because at this point, all right. So. This come crazy. This is where I see it already. Like I'm, I, like I could already have seen this happen. Mm-hmm. So you pull the Braun, right? Because because we're both on SmackDown, so you pull the Braun like crazy. You know, Braun, you know, runs through everybody. Braun is running through like, you know, Bray Wyatt. He's running through. You know, let's put you bring back John Cena. He's running through John Cena. He's running through just everybody. Just the modern competition, right? Makes the U.S. champion. Cool, the fans are enjoying it because they, you know, that's their guy. Like, they don't want to see this guy win the, 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 you know, the belt for such a long time. Then, out of the blue, all right, cool. Now we're going to start building Kane up a kind of a little bit here and there. Kane wins Royal Rumble. Huge thing. Yeah. Imagine this at the world, at a WrestleMania, WrestleMania 36 now, WrestleMania 36, WrestleMania 37, Kane versus Braun. Yep. Monster, monster versus. I guess, I don't know, whatever you want to call him, you know, um, Monster versus uh, Beast Slayer, Monster versus whatever you want to call him, like Jai, whatever. Right. Hype it up. So I feel that at this point he could he could have done something, but I just feel that the main reason why they kind of cut him is like, dude, like we, you came in and you, you were already hurt. But at that point, like, it's also kind of focused on the company. The company knew that he was hurt the moment they, the moment he signed the contract. That's true. They already knew he wasn't right from Jump Street. So, what else can you do? That's so, at this point, I feel like you just punishing the guy. Do uh, I feel that he's got a couple things that, like, maybe a year or two left in the tank? It depends on how serious the injury was. From what I've been following, he should have been back by WrestleMania. Which would probably would have made a nice intro pertaining to the, the last few weeks of them trying to do the whole, like, promo, like they'd like to do with Braun and uh, Brock and all that stuff like that, doing the promos right before WrestleMania and set it up like that. But Actually, I read somewhere where Drew McIntyre was even, is not even supposed to be champion at this moment. It kind of was just unfortunate luck, if that makes sense. In a way, I, I can see why he still has the title now, just because... But knowing knowing him and his game plan as far as Vince is concerned, he probably just wanted to let him win it, let him lose it, and then go from there. Not even that. WrestleMania was supposed to be Kane versus Brock. Oh. 
WrestleMania was already built for Kane versus Brock. But I, like I said, I feel like he just didn't recuperate fast enough, so it like it must have left a sour taste in the company's mouth. Well, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that he's gone for now, at least just to get his health right. Let him worry about himself for a minute before he gets all back in the whole promo status again. I mean, Which, he's what he's early forties, probably right. Yeah, I think he's like 30, 35, 36. You have an MMA body. Yep. You you got through some wars, man. Yep. You, you got through, you got through some battles yourself. Exactly. So for you to go there at your age, your height, your weight, like it's not an easy recovery. Mm-mm. So I feel that the company may I I see I see I see both sides. I see both sides of the spectrum. I see both the company and I see the athlete. The athlete is like, dude, like you guys, cause I didn't even know when I was hurt. Yep. But the company is like, yo, well, we thought you were going to be ready by WrestleMania before WrestleMania. Exactly. So I have a feeling it was like, cool, you're coming for the Saudi Arabia show. You got to hurt, you know, you miraculously you know, seriously get hurt, get hurt against uh, Lesnar. Come back in time for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Or, or somewhere around there. You win some, you know, some match that propels you to go against, uh, go, go against Brock. And there you go. One more time, Kane versus Brock. Good setup. So that was the way that it was supposed to go, but since he didn't come back in time, that's when uh, Paul Heyman was actually writing Raw. Now said, "You know what? I think it's time we give him a push." And I think it worked out the better for for McIntyre more than anything. Um, I know it sounds kind of wrong the way I said it, but it it makes more sense. And plus, that kind of if 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 you're saying if you're saying Paul Heyman had the writing between for Drew McIntyre being involved in there, then to me. I like the sense of it, just because it's like he's helped writing these wrestlers to give him the spotlight that he knows that can light up the show, pertaining to Vince and just trying to get a big name like he's always has, pay him the big bucks, go in here, give me some publicity, and let's make a good show. But Well, he was supposed to propel Ricochet. Which he's getting that big push towards right there around Royal Rumble stage. Yeah, and he was, and then kind of fell off again on Jabber. Now he's going to be doing again a really good thing to me. Yeah, with the uh, with the tag team division. I feel like he's a good tag team partner, but he needs to like the, the problem is what what they like to do with these high flyers is that they like to stick them in tag team matches and go from there. And just let him be how it is there. Let him be a good tag team partner. Have him a monster type of guy. like Kind of like the Enzo More and what's his face? Big, Big Cash. And then all of a sudden, um, let him go from there. Be Something similar to that. But it's like Ricochet himself, I think he's, he's more successful to be alone in the meantime right now. Let him have a match. And he could, as far as a wrestling caliber status type of matches, go on the likes of Finn Balor matches. Go on the likes of, if you had Neville back in there, you could have had nice Neville, him and Neville matches going against each other. Like, it just, it it sucks because they're too quick to pull the trigger and take him away. True. So, and I feel like that's where the downfall is and what we've always seen when it comes to them not giving these guys a proper push. And a proper like match setting to let them shine themselves. It's to like, let them grow. Yeah, you just like you guys are giving them a few matches and then all of a sudden throw them away. 
Yeah. <laughs> let let this big name, we just signed this guy two days ago, let him get that push now instead. Mm-hmm. So I think that's where the issue, where it comes from. And I feel like maybe it's, you know, speaking what we're going to jump into next as far as the news is concerned, but that's mainly the next thing. You know, we're talking about Vince possibly selling the WWE to ASPN or, or is it or Fox or both? I think it's either or. Right. Okay, either or. Because we know Cause I, I SmackDown's know. on Fox. And then yeah. and then what's it called? Pretty much ESPN has content of WWE in general as far as them doing advertisement on there. Um well, yeah, but also though as well, they also um they also aired uh, WrestleMania. Oh right, exactly. So it's like um like what would happen? Now my opinion <laughs> it's going to be kind of hard to have one of these industries be in charge of, of a wrestling in WWE type of status. At the moment, if it is sold, I feel like they have to put somebody in place to have control of it. My opinion, like if they do a situation like UFC does, when how UFC is, they have a controlment of it, but they let Dana White be the spokesman and be the guy to... You know, pretty much run most of the operations of it, of setting up matches and setting up, you know, fights like that. So for the ESPN or Fox, if they decide to kind of dab themselves in there and buy, um, you need somebody to be that Dana White guy. And if we all wrestling fans are hyped up for that, are excited, can say and put a name in the ring, which we will all say Triple H. Let him be that guy. Let him be that guy for them to sign and be in charge of the whole operations and say, okay, we're going to put this gentleman in there. Let him do what he needs to do as far as storyline. We bought this product. What he's done with NXT as far as this product's concerned, he succeeded. Um, we have faith in that. Let's go from there. Or, you know, typical business, if they decide to put somebody else in, in there and say, okay, we're going to bring in this guy instead, let him do the operations and go from there. That thing that for us, we're gonna be a little nervous with that. But only only one can hope and dream. Myself included, rather prefer Triple H. But I don't know how that's gonna run. I like what Paul Heyman has done with Raw. That too, or even Paul Heyman. I like what Paul Heyman has done with Raw. Um, I feel that though, you need someone. Like, you know what? You could do a Triple H for, for SmackDown. Or you could also do... Um, you know what? Why not? Let me throw his name up in there. Eric Bischoff. Let that. him actually take control. Because I feel that that's the problem. On Raw, if you think about it, it looks... You can, you see Heyman's fingerprints all over that bad boy. And I like Supposedly it. Supposedly they brought in Bischoff back in what? Uh, Uncle Liz, when was it? I think it was last year, if I'm correct. Or, no, a year like ago. Around, it was like, like around what time? Like around the summertime, no? Yeah. I think it was right around right before summertime, or if not after. Like it's All the right. same time Paul Heyman came in to take over. Raw. All right. So, I mean, I feel that they, they kind of have let Heyman do more creative control. Than what than what Bischoff has done, so I feel that at this point, let Bischoff run it. 
let Bischoff on SmackDown and let his fingerprints be shown. At this point, you're not you're you're saying, all right, cool, we signed this guy, but he's just he's just moot. Yeah, that's really it. Exactly. But it's, so that's, that's my opinion. I mean, yeah, it's it's all it's all I guess to each to each their own when it comes to. I mean, big names on there. As far as what we can, well, as far as what we can say, when it comes to them wanting to sell the company and somebody who can run the operations of it, like the big name three guys we can say right now at this point that's up and running: Eric Bischoff, like you said. I I get I didn't think about that, but I can see your point. Uh, definitely Paul Heyman, if he's willing to get in there again and do the whole everyday stuff or whatever for the industry. Go for it. I have trust in him too as well. Um, but even at that, like Triple H, it's like you either either he's gonna take he's gonna buy NXT from Vince himself and say, if you're gonna sell the company, give me NXT. I'm gonna buy it from you. Let me handle that. Let me do what I need to do. And I don't care if we'll start off at a performance center type of thing. Whatever it needs to be done, we're gonna succeed. You know what I mean? Like I think he has that trust. Uh, within his within the wrestlers themselves to kind of go their way and for the wrestlers themselves to have faith in Triple H himself and say we're going to succeed it may take may even be within the next three months and I'll bet you any money with the next third pay-per-view showing type, type of stuff we're going to be in the mainstream when it comes to what we're going to do and they're going to be the it guys again so I think that's why you can say those three main guys could be the top Top of the food chain at the moment right now. If this deal goes through, so I'm thinking that something that might happen is Triple H might buy NXT off of uh, Vince McMahon. Yeah, I don't feel like if Fox or the other company are buying WWE, Triple H doesn't want to be a backup guy to anyone other than Vince. Yeah, not at the you know he had it made. Mm -hmm. He and right now with them buying it, he's not going to have a big role in the company. Exactly. Exactly. So, I can see that. Uh, other news. WD Battlegrounds. Video game coming out. Uh, what's the date, SG3? It uh, didn't actually say a date. None yet? Just, so far, just preview? Yeah, it's just a preview. But what's funny, though, like I told you guys, we talked about it, and then, like, not even 24 hours later, they chopped the train. I'm like, yo, this is freaky. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> But you want to know what's funny? That's a that's what happens. It tends to happen a lot of times when it comes to me and uh, like when Uncle List when we started doing those shows before, and we would do like name drops or idea drops, and all of a sudden, sure enough, comes on the line. Some pops up I think about we it. Actually, have uh, some famous people listening to our shows here. Yes, I know one way or the other. Uh, hey, but, y'all listening to the show? We appreciate y'all. For <laughs> exactly, exactly. But you yeah, to the... the battlegrounds. So yeah. I think that to me that looked pretty cool, kiddish, funnish, you know, a little animated, but you know, entertaining wise, nonetheless. But not just that, I like the fact that it's over the top, um, like an over the top video game where you could talk to people to things that, I mean, you could talk somebody to a crocodile as you saw in the trailer. I think also from what I heard, I was reading into it more. They're actually gonna have an electrifying steel cage. Imagine talking somebody into an electrified steel cage in that game. That'd be dope. No lie, that'd be really cool. 
Dude, the, mo- the moment they had that, I'm going to be just tossing them Gillespie and just saying, hey, I heard you like to get electrocuted. Uh, I'm going to toss SP3 and I'll be like, oh, I think this is very shocking. <laughs> I'm going to use I'm gonna use the rock and say, you ever you ever been with the electrifying man? Palo. And just toss them oh. in there. I like it. I like it. No, I did like I like the trailer. I like the gameplay of it. I'm pretty, it's like, it reminds me a lot, like we're discussing, I think, in our last show, but when we're talking about it. Um, but something similar to what they did with NBA when they did NBA Streets or when they did uh, NFL Streets and stuff like that. Or Blitz. One, Playground. Yeah. All-Stars. Oh, All-Stars. So it's like, it's that version of it and it, it just gives it that overtop animated, you can, whatever you want to imagine of having in a wrestling ring for them just to do and play, like, just to wrestle around with, go for it. And that electrifying ring, how, the cage match that you were talking about, yeah. like that's an over-the-top type of thing, but it'll work for a game like that. So, another thing I want to see is what would they do with like ladder matches? How the spell would that be in this? And I read that you can actually create your own wrestle, so imagine how crazy that oh, would be. Oh, I would love for All that. All-Stars didn't have that, man. That's true. Funny thing that me, you, and I think SG3 talked about All-Stars like a part two, like I think this was a year or two ago. Um, After 2K20, I think we started talking about All-Stars and look where we're at now. Right. So, we'll see. I want to see it yeah. when it comes out. Uh, the, only thing I, the only thing I can say to it, man, is I'm, I like it. Um, I'm actually excited. Dude. I'm actually going to buy it. <laughs> yeah, I know why. I would too. Yeah, that, that's the type of one. Like, my son already, he's into... Into playing wrestling and stuff like that with me, so that would be one cool one where he's gonna be like, "Oh, oh man, you can electrify him." Oh, how can? Oh, that's gonna be cool. So that'd be really yeah, that'd, that'd be good for the boys nowadays. Yeah, this this is what I feel, man. I feel that the main reason why two K, because this is a two K game, by the way, the main reason why two K kind of stepped away from two from like the two K twenty two K nineteen line. The main reason why I feel like they stepped away from it was due to. A lot of people complaining. Fan backlash. Yeah. That's what I'm just saying. Though. There was a lot of people complaining. And I feel that at this point, they just said, you know what, guys? Let's just toss something together that's fun. That the fans are just going, they're going to enjoy it. But also, like, it just, it kind of has, like, a celebrity death match kind of thing, you know, kind of theme to it. Yeah. that That's another interesting aspect to it. Yeah, you're right about that. And the celebrity death match, the MTV MTV version of it. That's pretty cool. I like that. And now it's the WWE version. There you <laughs> go. Yes. That's cool. But, and it makes you wonder what legends or what superstars are gonna be in it, you know? Well, what you legend wrestlers? Oh, uh, you saw the rock. Yeah, saw the rock already, so I can see yeah, well, I can't wait to see Sting in it. Ooh. If Sting's still on contract, go for it. Uh, far as Hulk Hogan, he's on contract if I'm not mistaken, right? With WWE yeah, still? He's still there. Okay. The only person he let go was Kurt Angle out of all the legends. Legend ones. So at least what we know is going to be on the game are those particular wrestlers. We're, we can def- be glad to see Hulk Hogan. I will be cool to see Ric Flair in there. Uh, Eddie Guerrero. Huh? Especially if he could fight on top of his car. Eddie Guerrero. Eddie Guerrero. See, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I think those would be pretty cool. All right, let's see. Uh, other news, other news, guys. What we got? Uh, breaking news, actually. To be honest, it happened earlier today. Uh, Jimmy Uso is going to be out for six to nine months. I guess due to an injury. Um, 
kind of kind of sad news for Jimmy. Uh, him and his brother, either Jay Uso or Jimmy Uso, just came back from an injury, if I'm not mistaken, a little while ago too, as well. Might have but, been Jay. I, right, I think it's Jay. I think it was Jay. He was out for so a little while. They're just taking turns, you know. Right, they're twins. So one twins down, the other twins, you know, like gonna be down the next Performing month too. The matches and stuff. <laughs> but so wait a minute, is that why they're not propelling this new tag team on SmackDown? Yeah, I think so. That so, makes sense. Okay. Yeah, kind of does. Uh, topics, main topics today. That's that's it for uh, wrestling news, guys. That was the last uh, breaking news. I'm sure we're going to have a lot more stuff to go through. But next topic online, we got Hulk Hogan versus Ultimate Warrior. Old school recap match. I know this is hey, one. Hey, hey. Uncle Lisp. <laughs> I know this is uh, kind of gets him in the mood right now when it comes to Hulk Hogan. Uh, but Sally, yes, as we all know, he did lose. Ultimate Warrior did win. He did what? win. <laughs> Ultimate Warrior did pull out uh, the ultimate finale. Uh, jumping up from a leg drop, jumping up from a leg drop, going against the ropes, body slam, boom, there. One, two, three. Ultimate Warrior wins. So, I don't know, man. Are you still crying about it? No, no, I got in over it. I've been to therapy and everything. I'm, I'm gonna get about it now. I, I, you know, I, I see what happened when Hulk Hogan turned Hollywood. I. I finally decided, you know what, now that he's a bad guy, I can watch this match. So I took my Nuffy SG3 with me to watch it. I was like, dude, we can watch it now. And SG3 is like, what are you talking about, man? I was like, I never watched Hulk Hogan lose the Warrior. Now I'm going to do it. No, see? So he sat there and watched Hulk Hogan lose the Warrior. And I was like, wow, this is a pretty good match. For two big dudes like that, they put on a heck of a fight. Yeah. Yeah, they did, man, honestly. And the thing I like about this match more, like you mentioned it a while ago, um, Warrior, he moved out of the leg drop and turned it into an ultimate splash to get yes. the win. Yes. And it was the first time he had the IC title, title, the IC title and the world title on the line at the same time. Right. I think that was one of the first uh, double champions that we had. I'm guessing it was Ultimate Warrior, the first double one. Yeah. Pretty much. And not only was he the first double one, but it was also the first time in WrestleMania history that the main event was between two good guys. That's true. If I'm not mistaken, neither one had in the storyline. Generally, when we when we see uh, wrestling matches like that, they give a nice little storyline. We didn't see a good uh, villain in that. They're both both at each other's throats as far as who's more powerful, um, and then who reigns supreme. So I think, in all in all. Would definitely, my opinion. Now, either way, I was going. If I didn't see that match at that age, of course, because I was probably not. Probably what? What year was it? Was it eighty? Nineteen ninety. So nineteen ninety. I'm still in diapers. I'm still barely watching TV. Um, yeah. But in my case, if I had to go for it, me looking back at it now, I probably would have gone with Ultimate Warrior, anyways, just because of you know That's his look, funny. his look. And you're a big Sting fan, so it would have like fit you perfectly. That's true. That's that's probably why I like Ultimate Warrior a lot more than I do Hulk Hogan, just because I knew they grew up together. So yeah, I definitely would have gone that route. Yeah, I agree. I think. Uh, what about you, FP3? Honestly, man, I feel like I would probably would have gone more with Warrior, just because the hypeness, the craziness, you know, the, the just the, the ability to pull the crowd in more. Yep. 
pretty much. I agree. I, uh, like I said, as you know, I went for Hogan. <laughs> but I did the props to that ending, though. I think, from what I heard, actually, Hogan was Warrior supposed to take the leg drop. That's the funny part of it all. Is that Warrior supposed to take the leg drop, kick out, do the gorilla press and splash again and win it. And he's like, no, nope, I'm going to let you fall on your ass. <laughs> It played out. It played out just fine. I mean, like, no lie. When you look back at that match, it's like it's unex- unexpected. Generally, we we can tell when something's a rotating planning wise, but in this case scenario, you know, it was pretty pretty out of the ordinary, and it just went through went through the ropes basically. Kind of went through the whole motion, and I actually was very entertained by it. So, I would have not changed it by now. Okay. Oh, I would have kept I it was. No, me neither. I think it was the perfect way to end a match like that because it proved Warriors studied Hogan more. Exactly. True. So, what's next on our main topics? Well, moving on to the next topics, we got the Dark Side of the Ring recaps. Now, the last two weeks, we definitely missed out on talking about some of the episodes, but we've caught up. We're pretty much episode six and episode seven. We got two more, I think, two or three more episodes left of the show, of the series itself, of season two. Um, but s- episode six, we're gonna jump into first the assassination of Dino Bravo. Episode seven, we're diving into David Schultz and the slap heard around the world. Now, first, of course, assassination of Dino Bra- Bravo. I always want, I want to say Johnny Bravo. I want to say Johnny freaking Bravo. I swear to God, every time I see that. But um, it was a kind of. You know when you when we saw this when I saw the video and look at his storyline, it's like it's very um, you know kind of sad for the situation how it happened, but it kind of gives you the light of you know what do wrestlers do when they can't wrestle and that's their career necessarily, not just oh I can do this type of thing and some of these celebrities like Ronda Rousey or you know NFL players who can go from doing their actual sport and then jumping ship and jumping over to wrestling and do that thing. What if wrestling's all they got and something like that goes away? What do they do? In this case scenario, we all we get to see what happens in that sad story. He goes into drugs, gets into the whole, you know, mafia theme type of going on there and it seemed to me a, a hit. Yeah, it seems possible that it could have been a mafia. Well, of course, it is a mafia hit. And the way you look at it, it seems like it was well planned, and I think it was just the one guy hit. If you look at the whole entire deal to it, it seems like it was uh, somebody Dino trusted in his life. In a way, I mean, the way how they kind of made it seem like is that there were two people there, except, if I'm not mistaken, seven shots. Yeah, and, I think it was nine, actually. So, oh, no, no, uh, one guy exaggerated and said nine. I think it was seven shots. I think it was like three in the head and like four in the body. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it was, a, it was to me, that sounds like a major, like the major hit. And for them to say nothing else was stolen, it's like, that's a hit. That's a hit on the guy. And for everyone else around him that kind of understood that, you know, he was into other things, like, 
to be honest, like the last few of these stories of the whole um, Dark Side of the Ring have been characters or wrestlers um, themselves that have been dabbed into outside criminal criminal activity stuff. And in this case scenario, he has to be tied up with the mafia a little bit in some shape, way, or form. Um, but, you know, he gets hit, gets a hit on him, you know, stuff like that. And it just goes to show that the, the lifestyles that they used to live back then was a little rough. It's like, if you can't do that, what can you do, you know, in this turn, this is what happens. So, sad story. Yeah, it is. I think, uh, one is, like, you had a, like you said before, he had a good career, he was a wrestler, and, uh, next thing you know, dude, his pride just got the better of him in the ring career. Exactly. So, for him to go from that to Mafia, selling, uh, being a, uh, a debt collector for the mob. Right. And also, at one point, I think what got him in the most is that when Kyle were, like, videotaping these people when they were, uh, into the cigarette thing that they did. Right. I, I think that's what got them, is that he was, you know, they had him on film. Exactly. And, you know, cops, there's always a right inside the cops that knows what's going on. Right. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, well, so that kind of sums up Dino Bravo. Jumping into episode 7, David Schultz and the slap heard around the world, of course. Now that one, by opinion, uh, was pretty crazy. Um, you know, it goes to show that kayfabe, I, I don't know, is real or fake. You know, some characters believe that wrestling is their life, real life. It is going on at the moment. Other people can say... It's all the show. There's nothing real. Imagine the people I say that are the ones that are not getting uh, much, how do you say, uh, exposure. Uh-huh. Well, actually, this reminds me of, of have you guys seen the movie yet, um, Fighting with My Family by The Rock? Yep. Yeah. There okay. was a line he said that, honestly, I'm like, hmm, Okay. So he said, The Rock is Dwayne Johnson just louder. I feel that, you know, like, like um, David Schultz, I don't think he felt he was Dr. J all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah. But I felt like he was Dr. J in that moment because it's like, you're not just insulting. You, at this point, when, when, when the reporter said, you know what, so rest of the fake. Right. You're not, you're not just insulting somebody's livelihood. You're insulting somebody's basically like just... They're, they're, it's like their work, you know? Yep. It's, life. it's like you're, 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 you're insulting their family. You're insulting their kids. Like you're insulting everything because of how much they put into this. Exactly. And for someone to come in there and say, you know what, this is fake. It's like, honestly, I, I'm, again, I'm not putting any, I'm not putting any profession down. But it's like if someone wants to sit there and say, you know what, you being a doctor, you're, you're fake. Right. It's like, dude, what, where are you coming from? Right. So I can see where he he got mad and that kind of that that kind of just kind of pushed him over the envelope. My another thing though, thinking about the reporter himself is like what type of agenda this guy had trying to go after wrestling in from the beginning, I believe. The reason why he did it is because he wanted to be uh, a big news reporter. You know, he wanted to be popular. 
both of you, you uncover the secrets of Vesemite. Well, well, that 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 was his thing. The reporter wise, he was one of the type of reporters from I think it was NBC or ABC, where ABC from ABC who was diving into a lot of you know drug dealings going around. He was involved in corruption and politicians and stuff like that. He was that type of reporter who was already somewhat had a name for himself. And when it came to wrestling, he you can see in the story he had a little issue with that because he's like any other person who says wrestling's fake. And his mindset was Jump Street before he even started interviewing any of the wrestlers themselves, like Iron Sheik when he first did before he went to uh, Dr. Dr. D. Um, yeah, but, he, but if you think about it, though, he wasn't really interviewing anybody first. He he interviewed someone who was disgruntled and someone who was mad. Exactly. And then he got Iron Sheik, and then he went into Dr. D. So it's like, okay, you're, what you were doing, your initial intent was just to get these guys riled up in a way for get a reaction out of them one way or another. And when it came to Iron, the other wrestlers, you could tell you just got like boring interviews because they didn't give you what you want. Now, when you got into Dr. D, you got into the wrong one. You got the guy and... Dr. D seems like, you know, him talking about his interview or him himself about the story and stuff, you can see he's that type of, he's like a stone cold type of guy. Like you live the character, not necessarily because it's a character, but because it's, it's you times two. And it's the stuff that you put into it to make it believable for us to say that's who they really are. But in reality, yes, that's who they really are. Like they live that life. They they work at that job, and they do a great job at it. The way I saw it was he was a he was a great wrestler. He had he didn't really need to be a good guy. He was the villain of all villains, and just was happy being that loud mouth. I'm gonna give you what is on the top of my mind, and I don't care how you feel about it. And that's how it is. What it is. And you say, and the fact is the the word that as soon as you said like wrestling's fake. But it wasn't a question. It was a statement. You looking dead, dead eye with Dr. D saying it to him. And you already know, you can see, like, the first two questions he had asked him that it, he was agitated already. So that that statement was meant to get that reaction. Like, he was smart about Oops, sorry. John Peter. He was smart about it and saying that statement at the right time, I think. And Dr. D reacted in the way I think any wrestler at his standard should react. Palo, right there across the face. And I'm fine like with that. He hit me in my ear. He's like, no, I hit him in his cheek. Yep. But one thing I think about right away is when he said the lawyer spoke to him, he was like, you know, probably had that ring in your ear because you're just waiting to get paid. He's mm. like, no, no, you know, I feel pain. I got pain in my ear. But he's like, once I got paid, pain went away. Right? You heard that, right? And the fact that he said it, it was like, come on, man. you That's okay. I see like, Trying to play a trick there. I think that guy was just that reporter was just trying to find an easy way out of a hard earning job. You know, he got two hundred grand, I believe. That's yeah, because he got, he got paid a good amount, man. Yep. Just for getting slashed around. I mean, wrestlers today. Look at. I don't even know what uh, drugs got after getting his neck broken. Right. For real. It's like. It's like 
dude was just trying to find a way out. Um, and the sad part is that somebody's career got taken out because of this guy. That is true. I think that's the saddest part about it, of the story itself, was that Dr. D wrestling career itself just died after that. You know, we went overseas, but if that overseas, they tried to do the exact same thing, went horribly wrong, put, painted a big, bad picture of him as a character and his business himself, you know, in, in wrestling itself, they're, they're the ultimate businessman of their own lifestyle. And when it came to his business, it went dead just because you can't go from there. You can't fix it from there at all whatsoever. And I feel bad about it because to me, I never, I never heard of him. I never seen him per se. But then watching the like the highlights of him against Hulk Hogan or his intros and his like his prologues, really good. Yeah. What? So, I'm going to play a little bit of uh, devil's advocate here. So he got fired because of what happened. Right. As we, as we, again. Not saying this, I, I'm, I'm supporting all of this. Um, what I'm coming from, though, is maybe it was for the better. Because if you look at it, I feel like he was starting to get some animosity towards Vince. Because if you think about it, he said, how are you saying you're going to have Mr. T pay him more than what I make in a year for one night? That's true. Have him on the spectacular, you know, spectacle of shows, yep. but you don't even include me. Yep. Like, you're that's the one funny. that brought me in because I'm the loudmouth, because I'm the one that's going to talk the most trash, because I'm the one that the fans hate. Exactly. Yeah. If it wasn't for me, you wouldn't have a Hulk Hogan, honestly. Well. Nope, not oh. at all. Hogan, you know what? No matter what Vince says, honestly, I feel like if it wasn't for Dr. D, Hogan would not have been where Hogan is. Nope. At and least Dr. the D start of his career. About him. Yeah, the start of his career would have been very dismal. Very dismal. That's what he said himself. He's like, you know, I need this guy here. He makes me money. Mm-hmm. He knows what he had. I mean, Dr. D is a real professional wrestler who trains for it. I mean, he went to one of those Bret Hart daddy type of trainers who will put you in real locks and show you, hey, this is a leg lock. This is this. This is that. Exactly. Those rough house... Real like I'll put you in this hole, and it cra- and, and that's funny about it too. Now, now even kind of thinking about it right now, what I totally forgot was, okay, this guy, you know, Schultz smacked the reporter, gets in trouble for it, looks like a buffoon and looks crazy, but when it comes to Hulk Hogan doing that weird submission chokehold on a TV host, and not guy gets knocked out cold. And I realize now who that guy was at that too. Me watching my shows, A Law and Order, SVU, if you ever watched the first couple seasons of it, it's the old guy in the show. He's a TV host. And he gets... Hold on, wait. You mean the guy with the white hair? Yes. From from pretty much the, when he was uh, part of Noble Ice-T. Yeah. In the beginning. Man. Yes. That was him. And it's like, What? Like, you get knocked out cold, and you don't get in trouble, and you get knocked out cold, but that TV actor, like, that's crazy. Like, he flops back, like, just drops like a sack of potatoes. There's nothing. And you don't get in trouble, and you, uh, all he says, yeah, if you guys saw 
just recently I uh, put the guy in a chokehold and he gets knocked out cold here, you know, a bad accident. You know, it goes to show when you run your mouth about an industry and you don't know the ins and outs and you you get something like that really happens, it just shows what we really go through. Okay. But you get painted as a good guy. Okay, that's fine. That's cool, I guess. Because wow. he apologized before that, though. But it's ridiculous, though. That's that's double standard when it comes to the whole David Schultz situation. But let me remind y'all one thing, though. The reason why David Schultz got fired, if you're looking for a whole Hogan set, is on the way to WrestleMania, this is right after the flash heard around the world. Uh-huh. After WrestleMania, right before WrestleMania, uh, they're preparing Mr. T, and he was in the crowd just sitting out there. Schultz go out, goes out there, and he talks to Mr. T, and there's various different versions of what happened there. Hulk Hogan says he went out there and slapped Mr. T, and that's why he fired him. The uh, hell? Yeah. yeah. He, so if you, if you remember that, um, they actually had a clip of Hogan actually saying, yeah, man, so Schultz was already feeling some sort of animosity towards him. And you know he bumps T in, in the uh, in the in the locker room, and, and um, Schultz and T start talking, and they're not talking pretty, man. Like they're actually talking some pretty nasty words to each other. Cause Schultz's already mad. Schultz's mad at the fact that he's like he's not in WrestleMania. And um, basically, long story short, what you know, basically to quote Hogan, he said, "Well, he was getting he was getting a little bit um, a little bit on, on the." on the wrong side of T and I had to stop. I had to kind of step in myself and kind of stop him because he was, yeah, I feel like he was probably going to do something uh, to T that should not have happened. Uh-huh. So I feel that um, even it was funny though, the way that if you, if you look at it, I think they even show a picture with them smiling. Both of them. Maybe. Together. Yeah. So I mean like T, T, T and T and, uh, and, and Schultz. David Schultz. Yeah, what I'm thinking is probably he might have not found out yet that he wasn't going to be in the card or he wasn't getting paid much. Okay. So it no, I, I think he knew. Oh, I, I think he knew. He, here's what I think it was though. Like at the end of the day, like regardless, uh, regardless of, 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 of the of the feelings you have towards somebody, like when you meet a famous person, that doesn't matter. Like we, like you see it all the time with, with some of these celebrities nowadays. Yeah. They meet somebody that they that they've idolized or someone that they were like, you know, they, they know kind of like their work. Right. It's like, hey man, how are you? You know, like you try to take a hand out. And I feel that that's what Schultz did. Even Schultz is, himself said he's like, hey, well, there was no, there was nothing wrong there. Wow. Was I mad about the situation? Yeah, but nothing bad happened that day. Yeah. Nothing at all, except for some lost his job because of this. I feel that though, with the stab around the world, I feel that Vince wanted to keep Schultz. But the moment that he got to Japan, and Japan basically was like, we need you to snap another reporter. Yeah. That's where things went south. Yeah. Well, because that's where it's about... like. Mm-hmm. Huh? No, you're well, first I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say, that's the weird thing about Vince McMahon. You got, you got publicity now, like what he did with Tyson and Austin. You got that publicity. Dude just slapped somebody. He went to Japan and slapped somebody else, but that one was performed, you know, that was paid for. Yeah. <laughs> that was no. paid for. No? I, don't, I don't think so, because Schultz said, I'm not going to stab somebody until you put it in the script, and I don't think they put it in the script. I thought they did because he's like after a while after they finally showed him, you know, that was in. 
Oh, and they got, must have not caught yeah. that part. I, I apologize for that. That's why I said it was a Mr. T incident, but I was surprised Mr. Fanta didn't think, you know what? I got a major heel now. Joke right here could be that guy that, you know, I could pay a new reporters to come in and take a flat. I think he, yeah, I think he could have got a bigger, I think he could have got a bigger publicity out of using David Schultz after all that incident happened. But I think also, too, was the fact that it may, probably would have gave him, now, see, back then, though, it would have given him negative press, but in all in all, like, regardless, you're getting press. You know, you're in your name out there to where it's, you're getting talked about, where people are going to have to tune in. It was the start of the whole attitude era type of thing where it came to the negative publicity and not caring. You can imagine probably WrestleMania the main event for part one would have been different. It would have been probably Hogan against Schultz. Hogan trying to, like, you know, stop Schultz from going and becoming this evil one-fled tyrant, you know? Yeah, exactly. You're a news reporter, smash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's it, brother. You smacked so many guys. We're going at it with the media. And I want to show him what a smashing really is. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could have ended the match with Hogan blocking the slap. You know, like, probably, you can, you can make David Schultz finisher the slap heard around the world. Like a nasty slap. Still goes down, Schultz pins on him, dude pops up, pulls up. Does the leg drop and wins the match? Yeah. You know what? You know what? Though they said there's something that I, again I don't know if you guys caught it, but there was something that was said, and I'm going a little bit kind of a little bit on the on the outside circle, where they said from the beginning Vince wanted like a family oriented kind of show. So yeah, he wanted Vince to compete against Disney. I don't no, I don't think he was trying to compete against Disney. I think he was trying to be the how could I say it? like the show on the other side of Disney, if that makes sense. Kind of like the Walt Disney of wrestling in a way. Yeah. Bingo. Bingo. Exactly. Thank you. I've been I've been uh, studying a lot nowadays. Oh God. <laughs> well, I surely I hope know. so. This quarantine stuff happening, you better study. I, I don't think there was as ready for a, for a smart uncle as sorry. <laughs> I'll call myself Dr. Liz once I become very smart. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. I should make a brand off of that too. Dr. Liz. Dr. Uncle Liz. No, thank you. Dr. Liz. And me. Dr. Me as smart. I am a doctor. The world, one thing I was that I don't want to take away from it is Dude, these guys are real tough. I thought they were like they were metal tough, but no. For you to carry a blade in your mouth when you're wrestling, just oh man, later on. Yeah, talking about that, that was the crazy part about it. Like old dude revealing all the secrets, the blade, the like. I knew about the whole blade typed taped within the know. wrist, but you know, and then them taking off and then cutting themselves because if you ever realize, now I realize it, but. When it comes to matches of them having a bloody mess, but some of the wrestlers who are a bloody mess, for some reason, one or the other, the other hand, the wristband where they taped it was a little loose. Like, it was cut a little bit. And it's like, why? Do you, what, when did your thing come off a little bit? But it makes sense. Like, that's because easy to pull out, pull out your little blade, do a little slice, get down with your business and look, get the blood coming. At least a little bit. So it's like, so, got it. 
actually, he, here's the funny part. When I started watching wrestling back in the 90s, my dad actually was the one that told me that they were doing it. Well, mm-hmm. we, I knew about the blade job. I just didn't know that. No, 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 no. I met my dad told me about the blade in the mouth. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, I met my dad. My dad was telling me because one day, like, we're, we're looking at it. He's like, you know, that that's fully staged. I'm like, what do you mean? Again, I'm four, five, six. Yeah. When he told me this, he was like, was you know, like, they have a blade. Four, five, six. I was, uh, I was, okay. Yeah, I was between one of those three ages for sure. I, I can't remember exactly when. But my dad looked at me. He was like, you know, like, like they have, like, um, like they have something that they do in order for them to bleed. And he said some guys even bite like their mouth. And again, like he said, some of them even carry a blade. Wow. So like, I guess he was. Uh, my dad really paid attention to that, to that, um, to that twenty twenty story that they came out with. Got you. Yeah, knowing SG two, SG three's dad, SG two. <laughs> um, he's very he's very into these things and he's very smart about that stuff. He he's pointing a lot of things to me. Like I said when we we're talking about the Hogan Warrior thing, my two brothers had to push me to side to tell me, Hey dude, this is all like make believe. I'm like, Really? Like but Hogan lost he's like and they told me, No, 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 think of it this way. They're like You watch Batman movies, right? Cartoons. I'm like, Yeah. Remember how like at the end of the episode in the nineteen sixties they have an episode where Batman's in some type of, you know, um, trouble. Yeah. And he can't get out. And it's like, it's a to-be-continued moment where they're like, you know, will he survive? Tune in next week, you know, see bad channels, see bad time, blah, blah, blah. Right. So they're like, they told me that about Hogan and Warren. They're like, just watch the next show. So I watched the next show and I started catching on to the, to the punching and stuff. And that's when I started realizing about how kayfabe exists at age six but like sg3 said you know um he now must have studied it looked at it and just knew how to explain it better to sg3 at that time like you know not only are you looking at these guys cut themselves they actually bite in their mouth and stuff and probably they have blood coming out of their mouth to make it look more crazier well also my father was at that point 20 Four twenty-five. So of and course he has a little bit more trust. That's my thing. That's me too. Was twenty-two. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's what, it's funny, but he is actually twenty-two in the nine, in uh, nineteen ninety. Oh man, we have to I, get your dad on the show just for the topic talk if he's ever available for that one. Hmm. No, I, I think he'd be up for it. Um, at this point, man, um, the, there's one thing though that caught me, that and it, it, it kind of it doesn't have to do so much with like the whole kayfabe thing. It was when they said at the end that McMahon, so that Vince basically went on and said, "Just let you guys know, like this is all just a ruse. Yeah, like this is entertainment. This is not a sport." So the thing you fire your Dr. Schultz for, you can see me David Schultz for, because he defended it, because, you know, he, he was like, you know what, like, you told us to defend this. Now it was like, you know what, no, dude, it's, just, it's all entertainment. I, I booked everything in the back, and, you know, it's, it's all fake. Yeah. I feel that, and this is what I was trying, this actually what I was telling Tony the kid earlier, was that the main reason why he did it, because he got more money in his pocket. Most people are probably going to ask themselves, how? 
Well, when you are considered a sport, you are charged a certain percentage for the venue. Some places could be up to 10%. I'm thinking more like Madison Square Garden, mm-hmm. the Staples Center, all state arena. Like, you know, again, the, the AT&T Center, let's put it, for example, probably charge you about 20%. But when you do something like entertainment-wise, it's less money that you're being charged on. So that's why I feel like he, Vince was like, wait a minute. So you mean to tell me I can save about 5 6% just to, just to admit to the world that this is all just a ruse? Sure, I'm down. I get more money from my pocket. Yeah, so that's really. why I feel like at that point, David David Schultz was even like, why? I feel like he was he felt even more betrayed yep. because he's like, so you fired me for defending this, yep. and now you're going to basically say to the world, so I'm basically a you know a wizard in the back, and I make all this happen. Yep. I make this whole world happen for you guys, and the only main reason why is because you guys saw York first came along and they said, well, shoot, all right, cool, we, we want your product. California came along. We watch your product. The Lord came along. We watch your product. Texas came along. We watch your product. Then boom, it, 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 it catapulted to, to just something huge where it's like no longer the the, the, the little arenas that can hold a thousand people, five, uh, you know, two thousand people, twenty five hundred. You're not looking at, at arenas that are holding seventeen, eighteen thousand people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because at that time, I think you've only had WrestleMania in Chicago, New York. I think California, if I'm right, you gotta check out like East, like uh, Detroit. I think WrestleMania too is think, in Detroit. I think the first WrestleMania was in Manager Square Garden, dude. Yeah, the second one was in the Garden and in uh, Los Angeles and in Chicago. Part two took place in like three different areas. And I think that's why, again, like I said, I think that's why he kind of like told everybody, "Well, this is a ruse," because it's like. The moment you saw how successful WrestleMania was, it's like I'm I'm I, I'm gonna make money, <laughs> and and I need to see the best way for my pocket. So if I continue saying it's a sport, I'm basically you know I'm biting off ten, seven, eight, nine percent. Mm-hmm. So at this point, how about if I say it's not a sport? How about if I say entertainment? How about if I basically compare myself to to, to uh, Broadway, you know, to to, to the Cinderella musical that you just played last week? Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute! I'm, not, I'm paying their taxes. I'm down. I can pay that because <laughs> mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I'll I'll take that pocket. I'm completely yeah, good with that. And another thing, I gotta give it to Schultz because someone who left the wrestling industry and he didn't leave it. Wrestling left him. That's the difference, you know. Yep. Uh, he got kicked out the door the hard way. Uh, for him to be kicked out of wrestling the way he was, and for him to find a career in bounty hunting, he's like, dude, this is easy for me. He's like, I already knew what type of holes I could do, and you know, I can know what my body could take when I get hit. He's like, so I found an easy career in bounty hunting. He was dog. Do- he was dog the bounty hunter before dog the bounty hunter existed. I'm probably well, even better. Point, though, if you listen to it, th- th- there's. He was making good money. Yep. <laughs> if you think about it, cool. So you mean to tell me all I have to do is spear in a couple in front of a couple cameras? Yep. You know, have a little show, like a half hour show where I find somebody. I make twenty five thousand. Put him in chokehold. <laughs> exactly. And the word, and like he said, you know, like, and one thing is, I'm a wrestler. I got fans. You know, like he said, 
I went to this guy's house, and you see it in the camera. The guy's like over there snorting cocaine. He's like, you know, it's him. It's Schultz. He's like, I'm glad to go. I'll go to jail for Schultz. Yeah. I mean, and then if you think about it, there's also the one point where he's like, where he said, it wasn't just, was just the fans. It was where he said, look, I've been in wrestling my whole life. I've been trained like on moves that are like, you know, hurt a guy or move, you know, moves how to get away from a guy, you know, and at this point, I just applied that crap to this. It yeah. worked. Agreed. Which was good. Yeah. That's yeah. what, like, like Johnny said, he found a good career. Like, even though, even though wrestling kind of stepped away from him and kind of gave up on him, for him to find something like that and goes, goes in turn with the whole Dino Bravo situation. You know, this gentleman couldn't oh, find nothing positive to jump into right afterwards. But yet, David Schultz, in other cases, found something luckily enough to get him back on track and keep him steady and have a successful career after that and alive. So it's, it kind of gives us a, the bad and the good on what can happen outside of the wrestling ring when these wrestlers... Yeah, don't have that type of career to kind of continue with. Yeah, it depends on where you want to fall on to. Exactly. Or when you break kayfabe. Yeah. <laughs> when you break kayfabe, man. Like that one dude who uh, exposed the business with that report, I and mean, look at him, you know, he got pretty good. Death I believe he got paid pretty good before uh, before anything else, and look at him. So uh, said he's like, you got the weakest guy to do it because he had nothing going on for him in the wrestling business anyway. Exactly. It's like, Curtis Axel going out there and saying, oh, this, this, and this, and this, and this. This is what happened with Vince. This is what happened with Brock. Brock sucked his dick. Stuff like that. Oops, sorry. Um, wow. Uh, <laughs> Curtis over here. We'll All right, cool. Over there. My bad. Edit that out. My bad. Edit that out. But, yes, something like that. All right, cool. And then for them to come out and say, oh, the reason why he said that was because he got released. You know, it's. That type of standard of it, and it's it's typical, I guess. Made sense of why he was going out there spilling the beans because he couldn't get a a big name for himself, and for him to say, "Oh, I did it for the guys, man. I did it for the wrestlers for their career." No. Well, according to him, it's because he's like, "We don't have health insurance. We don't have a four hundred one k." So for him, he's like, "I wanted to start that for for the guys. I want to start that for the boys in the back." But no. at the same time, though, like. Even as uh, Jim Cornette said, dude, you are going, you are taking food out of your problem. Let's put it like this. Let's, 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 look at, let's look into the dark spectrum here. Let's put it and look into the story blows over and people don't like what they see. The fact, you know what? Cool. So you may not be lied to. I don't believe this anymore because now I can, I'm now, as you know, Uncle Liz said, I'm looking at, I'm looking for the for the fake punches, and I'm looking to see what's what's the next step. Mm-hmm. So now you people are losing interest. Now people are like saying, nah, "I'm not I'm not going to buy something that's fake." Right. You know, and when I can I can see an NFL I can see an NFL uh, three hundred pounder run over two hundred pounder, and it's real. Exactly. I'm okay with that. Right. So then at this point, it's like, dude, not only did you just basically try to have your 15, 15 minutes of of, of a, in the spotlight. But at the same time, though, you just took the food out of everybody's family. Exactly. Like, you basically just went into everybody's family's mouth and you took the food out and you said, you know what, cool. But I did it for the boys. 
Yeah. Nah, you did it for your 15 minutes of fame. That's Let's true. Let's be honest. I agree with Man, that. I like listening to Jim Cornette. I don't know why. It was just something about Jim Cornette talking about these guys. Like, the way he hyped people up, too, when he talks about them, like, when uh, um, the episode based on, uh, what's his name, New Jack. And he's like, are you going to tell New Jack to, you know, to take a, to get breaking on the table? Are you going to say that to New Jack? Are you kidding me? Well, I know. I know. I I love Jim Cornette's in, like his uh, intro to the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like his his voice for the show for this is made TV. I think him being talk like him talking and being interviewed for the Dark Side of the Ring is perfect. He is the perfect guy to kind of get that show. Not even for the show itself. It's just to kind of get the whole situation in a big picture where it's entertainment, but also. Like the truth in one shape or form, like another person's perspective of view of what happened. I, I think at this point, though, the main reason why, uh, Uncle, you go ahead. I'm sorry, by the way. I would listen to a Jim Cornette podcast if I had to, Ooh. if he ever does one. Yeah. I thought he did. Um, I, may, I, may be, I may be incorrect there. But the way I feel, though, is the main reason why he's so good at what he does and the main reason why he has that voice that as fans we're attracted to because he loves it. Exactly. Because he has a passion for it. Passion. Because he has been invested like he, from, 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 he even said, well, he has like 40 years yep. in the wrestling industry. Mm-hmm. So for him, this is, this is like, this, this is my baby. It's life. You know, this it's is something I grew up on. You know, I, I've done my research Look at all the newspaper clippings he has, for goodness sakes. Exactly. And they're authentic, like, come out of the press. When he showed that laminated one on, on this last episode, I was like, that's, see, that's a fan. That is a true fan. And for him to have the career I've always wanted to have, a wrestling historian, I didn't even know that that was real until they showed on the show. It's like, Jim Cornette, wrestling historian. I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> see? See, John? There you go, man. There goes... Uncle List, but you can find the perfect person and reach out to on social media or whatnot just to get an interview. Get an interview from them. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, any final thoughts, uh, Mr. Uncle Lisp? Mr. Uncle Lisp. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say Mr. Ashley like 3, but then I'm like, no, nah, I'll go with Uncle Lisp. Dr. Uncle Lisp, Mr. Uncle Lisp, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting branded everywhere. Uh, shows, I guess, hopefully next time that, you know, he, it just proves that you could still make more out of us. And so I give my hand to, not my hand, I tip my head off to show. Sounds good to me. I'd rather have you tip your hat than give my hand. That's good. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, what about you, SG3? Any final thoughts? Honestly, man, I feel that, uh, that you know what? Sometimes they say things happen for a reason, and I feel at this point, things the way it happened, it happened better for both sides. If that makes sense, one, it it helped the business explode to be what it is today. Um, Vince basically became the Walt Disney of wrestling. It happened. Yeah. And then for Schultz, he found another thing that he can take and still be good at it. And still make a lot of money, so I feel like you know what at this point it, it will. It, I see the positives on both sides. Okay, it's good. Uh, as far Talk as for, kid. 
Farce for me, yeah, I can kind of see. And now, now realizing now us discussing about it, it's the dark and the light of the wrestling industry. The dark side of the ring when it comes to, you know, Dino Bravo's lifestyle, uh, ending in death, going to drugs, going into that type of lifestyle after the wrestling ring. When you can't do anything else, if you don't have anything else lined up or set up for you. It's the same thing for any other wrestling career or even any sports industry's career. When you don't have something to back yourself up, to set yourself up, to do something beyond that, you're going to... You're going to fall into something that you don't, like, in a way, in bad ways. Doing drugs, selling drugs, going into criminal activities and stuff like that. Um, but also, David Schultz's lifestyle, when something pops up and it's something that you can do and you're interested in it, go for it, take it, and strive from there. And then you, you have the passion for it because of what you did previously in your work helped you catapult yourself up to have a successful, a successful life and a happy lifestyle afterwards and you get set up that way so it gives us the dark and the light side of the ring um and for some of these wrestlers i hope us being told so many little stories like this hope that there's more positive stories than there are negative so i think this is one cool thing so that's my intake on that but good appreciate the shows all right, so I guess I'm closing out the show for us. Yes, sir. Okay, yes, well, sir. thank you for being part of our wrestling news and our wrestling program. And I just want to say, with SG3 here, Tony the Kid, and I am Uncle Lutz, you guys have a good night. Peace out. See you. Okay.